Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a fantastic start to your Friday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the Battery Power Podcast is all a part of the Battery Power Podcast Network as well as at batterypower.com and at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast free on all platforms. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. One of the best places, if not the best place, in my opinion, it is the best place when it comes to Braves coverage all year long. My name's Stats SAC. You can find me. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the thing is, is that as exciting as the offseason was at times, especially after the lockout, nothing beats. Well, actually something beats. You know, winning a World Series beats it. But hey, that was last year. A new year has finally arrived, and Game 1 is in the books. And let's be honest, even though the result itself was not ideal, still plenty of positives coming out of Truist Park, though the Braves did lose Game 1 6-3 to the Cincinnati Reds. It was it was uh, Max Freed versus Tyler Malley. A really exciting start to the game with the reveal of the Braves' 2021 championship flag, Chipper Jones throwing out the first pitch, all the festivities, so exciting to see, and then of course the game itself got going, and to start the game off, it looked like that Max Freed was certainly going to be on top of his game, an outstanding first inning actually from both pitchers, but eventually the game, the tide of the game did turn into the Reds' favor, and this is where the story of the game really emerges. The Braves Although they did struggle against Tyler Malley for most of the game, the Braves overall had 13 strikeouts to five walks. Many of those, many of those outs were loud outs. It seemed like the Braves, every single time they made good contact, it wound up going to the warning track. Five, six, seven fly balls that went to the warning track. Just one could never carry when it needed to to allow for the Braves at least early on to get some runs on the board. Meanwhile, Max Freed, though he did run into a little bit of, of trouble himself, you know, with a little bit of wildness at times. Unfortunately, he also cannot avoid that the he cannot avoid avoid bad luck. The Braves just could not get the ball over the wall earlier and then in the middle part of the game. A lot of fly balls out to the warning track. And then the Reds would come back and have these these lucky singles. It seemed like six, seven singles. I believe it was four or five singles that were under 80 to, or that were under 70 or 80. 
180 miles per hour exit velocity. Just a lot of bad luck on the Braves end, both in terms of Max Reed as well as the Braves bats. And unfortunately, once Max Reed entered the sixth inning, the Reds were able to take advantage of, of getting a few men on base and then just one bad pitch by Colin McHugh in his Braves debut allowed for Kyle Farmer to put the ball over the wall and give the and give the Reds a 6-1 to lead that they would be able to hold on to until the end of the game and get their first victory of the season and unfortunately give the Braves their first loss of the season. Overall, Max Reed had five, he, he over five and two thirds innings. He, he allowed five earned runs, had five strikeouts, only one walk, allowed eight hits. But again, those numbers don't actually tell the full story. Max Freed in this game honestly was better than his numbers indicate. Again, many of those singles were lucky singles. They just basically were well-placed singles, blue pits, what have you. And the Reds just had better luck in this game offensively than the Braves. And by the time the Re and, and by the time the Braves were able to put some runs on the board, the one big mistake pitch had already happened from Colin McHugh put over the wall by Kyle Farmer, and the Braves lose six to three. But again, there's plenty of positivity to look at when it comes to the Braves. Five walks certainly shows that the Braves are getting off to a good start this season in terms of getting on base with their lineup, even if the lineup is struggling overall to put the ball in play, especially from the top of the order. Eddie Rosario had a walk um, and a run. Matt Olson had two walks and a run. But of course, the big night came from Austin Riley, who looks locked in as ever. He put the first run on the board for the Braves with a, with a uh, solid hit to third that led to a bang-bang play at first. It went in the Braves' favor, led to their first run of the game, and then the second and third run of the game was an absolute missile that Austin Riley hit out to left center, and he was responsible for all three RBIs on the night for Atlanta. The other really fun development was seeing Spencer Strider make his debut on the season, and he was absolutely electric. Over two innings, struck out five hitters, including setting some records for the fastest pitch that we have seen in StatCast, or, you know, basically over, at least was in StatCast history. I believe the record was that Spencer Strider struck out more batters in this game at 90, at pitches 99 miles per hour or more since 2008 than any other Brave has in that time frame. Just in general, a pretty historic night when it comes to Spencer Strider showing he brings a new element to the Braves' pen that they certainly have not had in a while. And to be honest with you, it may not be long before he brings that element of talent to the Braves' rotation. So yes, the score certainly was not what we had hoped. It certainly was not, you know, the desire that we had to get that opening night win. But that's why you have 161 chances. That's why baseball is so wonderful. You always have the, you don't have to wait long, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to make up for a game that didn't go the result that you wanted, even though the result doesn't necessarily reflect the effort and, and the overall effectiveness that was in the game. So yes, a 6-3 loss is the end result of game one, but the Braves certainly have to be encouraged by Max Fried's outing. Obviously have to be encouraged by Austin Riley being locked in from Game 1 this season. And we got a little bit of a dose of how exciting the future could be with Spencer Strider with how electric he was on the mound. Coming up, we're going to listen to a few comments from Brian Snicker and Austin Riley after the game. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity 
but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. As I mentioned in the first segment, obviously this game was not what the Braves had hoped, but obviously there were plenty of things to look at in a positive light. Overall, again, Max Max Freed's numbers did not truly reflect how effective he was, though he wasn't on his best game. He certainly did not run into a lot of good luck. Um, You know, he he did have a little bit of wildness there at times, but overall he also had good stretches of really looking good, especially the curveball. The curveball looked at Excellent. It looked in peak form last night at times. So overall, a pretty good performance from Max Reed. Obviously, Spencer Strider as well being locked in after the game. Brian Snicker commented on Max Freed's starts as well as the impression Spencer Strider made. Sorry, your thoughts on I thought, that? I thought Max was good. I mean, he battled good, and, and they didn't really square him up real well. And, and uh, you know, it was a good, uh, Decent first outing. I mean, I know that his line's not going to look as good as he pitched, probably. But, um, no, it was, it was good. He gets that third out in the sixth inning there. He gets that with another quality start. I mean, yeah. Had a couple of plays kind of go awry there. Yeah, as I said, it's just kind of they hit some balls that, you know, really well. I mean, you know, in the right spot. Austin didn't know if the kind of the early offensive struggles were adrenaline or something else. Could you put your finger on anything maybe that happened early on there? In terms of the offensive struggles, could you put your finger on maybe what happened there early on, why that occurred? In what? The offensive struggles for you guys, maybe not trying. I don't think we've honestly. I don't look at it. We've been playing long enough that I don't know that it was a struggle. I mean, the guy Maylie's throwing the ball really well. I think probably had a lot to do. Really, um, you know, it's yeah. I don't, I don't. No, I wouldn't call it a struggle. So, I think it's Spencer. Strider. Strider. Really good. You know, I was I was glad to get him in there because um, you know we kind of wanted to get him a clean inning, and, and um, you just never know where he's going to be either. You know, but like I say this is a kid that he has the big arm, and, and hopefully we're going to work him into this thing and because they say with an arm like that he got a chance to be in a big part of, of 
what we're trying to do. One game's not a punch in the gut for Matt. Austin Riley then took a bit of time to talk about, well, the result was not there for the Braves as a team. It certainly felt good to be locked in once again to start 2022, just like he finished 2021. And Austin Riley also gave a bit of perspective on how he feels other teams are going to approach the Braves night in and night out, with Atlanta being the defending champions. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, you definitely take take that for sure, um, and, and try to build on it. Um, just you know, for me, it's just trying to swing at strikes, execute my plan versus what you know, whatever pitcher it may be, and 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 let everything else you know t- kind of take care of itself. You know, I for Austin. Do you feel any raised hype or sense of like I have to play harder because I know that everyone's going to give me their best shot this year? Since we're the um, no, I, I'm huge on if we just play our game and, and just stay inside ourselves. Um, we we have the team that can compete with anybody. Um, you know, I, I feel like when you try to try to do too much, is when you put that added pressure on yourself. If we just stay inside ourselves and, and do what we're capable of and, and um, come out and play our game, I think we'll you know we're, we're gonna be fine. So both Snicker and Riley put the game into perspective. Certainly not the results on the scoreboard that you would hope to see, but plenty of encouraging moments from the game. Again, Max Reed's numbers not reflecting how overall he looked. Certainly pitched well enough to win the game. Had a couple of the hard-hit balls the Braves connected with gone for hits or maybe even over the wall. And of course, Austin Riley talking about how he feels that he's locked in as ever and the results certainly showed with his at-bats. But again, as I mentioned, that's the great thing about baseball. You've got 161 more chances to make up for a game that may not have reflected how well you played in the the Braves turn right around tonight and get back to work. And it's going to be the 2022 debut of Charlie Morton. Obviously, the last time we saw Morton pitching in a game that counted, he unfortunately suffered a broken leg in Game 1 of the 2021 World Series. But after a a hard-fought offseason in which Morton certainly, under uncommon conditions, was able to get back to good health, he's able to get back on the mound, and he should be in position to hopefully get the Braves a little bit of retribution on the mound tonight at Truist Park. For the Reds, young left-hander Raver San Martin will be on the mound tonight for the Reds last year, 2-0 with a 1.54 ERA in his short stint in the majors in 2021, San Martin certainly did look capable of being able to put together good starts in a row. But of course, the Braves will probably go with a bit of a different look tonight. As I had mentioned on yesterday's Daily Hammer, the Braves earlier this week in spring training gave a bit of a glimpse of what their lineup may look like with right-handers on the mound versus left-handers on the mound. Certainly could see Ozzy Albies take over in the leadoff spot with Eddie Rosario dropping a bit lower in the lineup. So it will certainly be interesting to see how the Braves change their approach. But in this game, 
In my opinion, the overall quality of pitcher that the Braves will be facing will lessen a little bit. Is Let's just be honest. Another thing that stood out, despite the Braves connecting on some hard-hit balls off of him last night, Tyler Malley was very good during the game. He pitched well enough to win the game, and it was the one mistake from Colin McHugh that wound up costing the Braves in the end. Tonight, the starting, pitch up, starting pitching matchup should certainly be more in the Braves' favor than it was last night, and you also have to think with a little bit of extra motivation to get their first win of the season, the Braves' offense will be able to put some runs on the board as well. Game one in the books, 0-1 so far this season, but the Braves should have a good opportunity opportunity to earn their first win of the season tonight at Truist Park. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Again, remember, you can find the Daily Hammer, the the Battery Power podcast, as well as the Road to Atlanta podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at BatteryPowerSBN. You can find the podcast available on any podcast platform you choose to listen to, all for free. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We always appreciate the support as we try to bring you the best coverage of the Braves during the 2022 season. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as we recap Game 2 of the 2022 season. Until then, go Braves, and thanks for listening to the Daily Hammer.